John, over to you. Oh, great. So, as I said in the previous episode, which I assume we're going to be putting in this in that order, unless we change our mind again, um, I was challenged to write down my pop to get my philosophy of practice down in obsidian. Um, and it was, it is fascinating. I'm still in the process now, literally up until I joined this call, I was still uh, working through it. Because I, I spent a lot of time this week thinking, and then I was like, right, I need to get something down. <laughs> and in some ways, it's really hard. And in other ways, it's really easy. Yep. It's like, yes, however. And the moment I started putting stuff down. So one of the first things that went down was simplicity, because my namesake. And then I started sitting with that. And then I was like, huh, what do I actually mean by that? Okay, that's what I actually mean by that. Ah, okay, that's not quite right. <laughs> and so what I ended up doing was kind of going a bit. I went full brainstorm on my values, taking the words that jumped out at me immediately as I was saying them, as I was thinking about them, as I was thinking about experiences that I've had, especially in the last um, week, which has been a bit of a, a, a rough week for me, which is great because it's given me opportunities to like think about this deeper and allow me to stay in alignment. In no, in integrity with like me, which is one of the things that has been a struggle for me. I can remain in integrity with other people and hold them as like capable and all that stuff. But when it came to me, I very much put my stuff. Like I was unimportant for a very long time. And so that is something that I'm working on, which you'll probably see within that. Um, some interesting things that came up for me. Um, so I had a big brain dump um, and I had words like honesty, responsibility, kindness, compassion, understanding. You can all read this as well. It's public as far as I'm, a con as far as I'm aware. Um, there are a, a file then? Yes. Yeah. Um, I have my I put the values brain dump inside of the actual pop because they're all things I believe. But also. Or, or, or things that I hold important, but there is a there is a group, there is a. An overarching value linked to that. Right. You have it in a canvas as well, or is it just. Yes, written I have it in a canvas. I went nuts with the canvas because I was like. I am thinking about too many of these things and I can't keep it in my head. So get it out of my head. Let's go. Um, yeah. So some interesting stuff that came up um, was self-mastery was one of the words that I found. And then as soon as I sat with that for two seconds, I went, uh, no, no, no. Why? Because uh, the mastery assumes there's an end point. That I can master myself. Interesting. And that, and that, to me, doesn't quite... It's like, if I am a fluid dynamic system that changes based on the environment, is it actually possible to master myself? Do Can I have mastery of myself? Is that, to me, denoted an endpoint? Interesting. So... Are you, are you familiar with the growth mindset and Karadweck? Yes. So 
This is a, a misunderstanding I've seen in literature when people say mastery, growth mindset leading to mastery. They miss out the second word that Carol always uses, orientation. Hmm. Mastery, orientation. Ah. It's a direction towards mastery, but there is no endpoint to the mastery. It's it's an ongoing development, it's a process of trying to find mastery, mastery in her terms being the expertise of skills. Mm. So mastery orientation is the the, the combined <laughs> term that she uses. But mm. when I hear it spoken about publicly on social media or on the internet and in less formal blogs, it's always mastery and, and that's yeah. it. Uh, and like you say, it denotes an endpoint. But the original idea was that it's mastery orientation, similar with task orientation. There, there is a yes. direction, it's a process. So maybe adding orientation will help uh, help that. But I I'm like the word orientation, self-orientation. I quite like that. That that feels a little bit more good. I need to play with that a little bit more and sit with that a little bit more. But yeah, it feels good. That That matches what I strive to do. Because the way I see it is like with a compass, you could say, okay, my true north, north star, whatever term you want to put there, that that's where you want to aim for. Well, orientation mm -hmm. is moving that dial. So mastery yeah. orientation is moving the dial in the in the way you want to go and the, the path down you want to go. But you're never going to get there because you're always striving for a mastery orientation. If you want to get to north and you're orientated south, then you need to realign yourself, i.e look at mastery orientation again yeah yeah i like that and another one that caught me was simplicity because I, I i used yours like your layout because it was good and easier and meant i could just focus on the things i wanted to think about um and one of the words that i jumped to really quickly because of what i do is simplicity and I had the I put simplicity in there is having the right amount of something, knowledge, information, physical things to do what you want. And then I was like instantly questioning that. And I was instantly like, hmm, can there ever be a right amount? I suppose, but it's variable, so it can change depending on the environment and how well we're attuned to it if we if we use ecological. And I'm like, okay, cool. That sounds like a bunch of beautiful words that I understand, but but what do I mean with that? which was in because I, I felt it needed to be clarified further. Um, and then I had a question is, is it dependent on expertise, which it I would assume? Yes. So I'm like, OK, cool. So what is simply and I'm still there sitting there and I've been sitting there for the last couple of days. <laughs> I, I think I did this yesterday and I was just uh, in town with my kids uh, playing some stuff with them. And I was like, all right, man. Because the original thing that I had is simplicity is enough, which is having enough to do the things you want. And I'm like, yeah, but once again, that that's binary. That feels like there is a a right enoughness, mm -hmm. and there's too much of an assumption there when that doesn't exist. That's not it's it's variable all the time. Yeah. And it's not static, which means simplicity is much more complicated, which is cool. <laughs> simplicity is complex. Hmm. Yeah. Simplicity is probably the, I suppose, is being, and I'm spitballing, 
is being on the edge of complexity. It's 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 that balance between complete chaos and not complete chaos, whatever that looks like. So what if complexity and simplicity were the same thing? Are the same thing. Ooh. Because simplicity is reduced complexity. (laughs) Yeah. Different words for the same continuum, I guess you could say. Effective or non-effective, complex or simple. It's all about complexity. It is all about complexity because that's the world we live in. So I don't know where simplicity is on your pop, whether it's part of the lexicon that you're choosing to use or what. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I have simplicity as reduced complexity. That's how I have it. And then when I look at developing my philosophy (laughs) practice inside of practice design, I look at reducing the complexity or looking for simplicity when doing a certain task, doing a certain action. So when I'm building a system for productivity, for example, say I want to get my work done today, I'm looking for simplicity. I'm looking for reduced complexity so that I can get things done because it requires less energy because reduced complexity requires less energy when you think about organismic uh, energy expenditure that's the way i view it Uh. yeah i've kept my original thing so i could think more but that that is a very delightful explanation of what i'm trying to say that that, that's my current thinking obviously and thinking is a it evolves it changes it's dynamic but the like i say i think where you got caught up potentially is looking at simplicity and complexity as different things yes yeah i think there was another one i had that did that did this ah yes this was an interesting one which i think would be fun to explore um understanding Hmm. so i went it it was interesting what i what i when i first just wrote both of these words down i put understanding twice understanding emotional and understanding knowledge and i'm like why do I instantly think they're separate? Why did I assume that they are separate? Do I believe that they are separate? Well, I I don't know. (laughs) Because maybe, but maybe not. I think it's a the process to me feels slightly different. But then I am questioning that instantly, (laughs) as I say out loud. How how much have you looked into uh, the epistemology research around understanding and knowledge? None at all. Okay. I have experienced some research. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a tad. Um, so there's there's a concept <laughs> called cluster concept. And oh. a, a cluster concept is a concept that encompasses various other concepts within it and this is uh, I explained this yesterday on the open discord event the recordings inside the discord for those interested Um, but I was explaining this with my note types and saying that I have a source and I have a research and yes I have essay research notes that have an output a, a thing to them but they're on the same level as a research file so even though you could view it as a hierarchy There's no top level, bottom level. There's no up, down, bottom up thinking. None of that. They're just clustered together. Mm -hmm. 
And mm. it's similar with these concepts of understanding and knowledge. Because understanding can be before knowledge, but it can also be after knowledge. Because mm. everyone has some interpretation of information, which is, yeah. by definition, an understanding of it. Is yeah. it as deep an understanding as someone with more knowledge? Potentially not. But then that means the person with more knowledge has a deeper understanding of a topic, which means there is a scale of understanding from low to high levels of understanding, which is a scale that relates to, in some way, their knowledge, collected knowledge, how they define that knowledge, potentially that's procedural or whatever other word you want to put next to knowledge, but they know something, they have information that can inform their understanding. And even with two different levels of understanding, the related knowledge can be different. And if you've got different levels of related knowledge with high levels of understanding, you can lead to different conclusions. Which means understanding is a cl cluster concept because there is no top-down, bottom-up interpretation yeah. or explanation of the word because they could both be top and both be bottom at the same time. Yeah. So when you look at understanding and using understanding as a word, I I would describe understanding very differently from most people because to me, understanding is dependent on the way that you use it, the context you use it in, as to whether it is being a high or low uh, or having a high or low relation to whatever else it is that you're saying. So when I say, oh yeah, I understand what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying from my perspective, but I don't mm. understand what you're saying from your perspective because I don't have your experience, but I still understand. And this is where explanations of what's going on to me can be ill-formed or oversimplified. On Twitter, I've been having a, a couple of conversations and the person I'm speaking with likes to use the words right and wrong. And to me, that's ad that adds binaries that oversimplifies information, which makes yeah. explanations inaccurate. Yeah. And it's the same with understanding. Yeah. My I can understand you, but I also my my understanding of you is wrong and right at the same time. Yeah. So, so what yeah. I've got and what I've put in there for now is understanding and isn't is an interpretation of knowledge. From a single perspective. Not sure about single. I put a perspective and then I added single in as I was talking. From a perspective. It's not quite right yet, not quite settled on that, but it's closer. And I've it it doesn't, as you were saying, because it is clustered, it is dependent on yeah, but yeah, I like that for now as a an overarching meaning. Cause it's not really a very specific <laughs> description <laughs> what i what i found with the lexicon and what i found with my own language is that i use other terms that i have much more refined understanding of or deeper understanding of to explain newer terms to me so when i'm exploring a new term i'll use terms that i'm already familiar with to explain them then as yeah. i gain deeper understanding I can then refine those explanations to myself. I 
this 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 concept of a lexicon having a lexicon of yourself and explaining it and writing it down i've always done through my language especially when i'm writing essays because i need to understand the meaning behind the words that i'm using so that i can convey the argument appropriately yeah but it sounds like that's the part of the pop that you've gone into most i i do have other things too i just okay. get excited about meaning of words because that that the words have meaning that uh, people have meaning not that thing that I know, but I can't say because melty. Meanings are in people, not words. That's the thing. That's one of mine as well. It was interesting how at first, when I was first exploring it, I thought, oh, well, mine and Danny's are pretty similar. They're almost the same. And then when I started looking at mine and going into my deep, I'm like, oh, no, this is different. Oh, no, that's different. Oh, no, no I don't agree. No, no, that doesn't. No, not quite for me. Oh, that was interesting. It was really interesting how my original assumptions of myself were very similar to you. But actually, as I went deeper into what I was thinking and exploring that, it was different. It changed, which was really interesting. So my values that I've kind of I'm settled on for now are integrity, commitment and curiosity. Mm. Those are the three that I've got. And each of them have beautiful, like, I think they're all clusters based on what you described to me. They're clusters of other things as well. They're not like hierarchical or, I really liked how you explained the cluster concept because I was like, yes, these are, this is, they are clusters of values, not a single binary value, which is when I first started doing it. I'm like, no, I have to have, I have to have three because that's what Danny's got. And then I'm like, well, no, I don't have to have three. I can have as many as I want. It's my bloody thing. And then I'm like, yes, but, and then of course I went into simplicity. I was like, yeah, but that makes it harder. So can I boil what I have down into three core values? Yes, I can. Here they are. And that really helped me instead of trying to like, get it right first time as I was first doing it I was like I must get this right I must do it right and I must have it all beautifully like presented so that I can come on here and sound like I sound like I have high expertise in everything and I'm like no because that's not an integrity because I ain't got a bloody clue because this is the first time I've done it so shut up and just do what you can <laughs> which is exactly what I've done and I'm as I keep going, I, I so I went from values, the values then started bleeding into the philosophy. And then suddenly the philosophy started giving me the goals. And then there are other pieces that I'm 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 still playing with. Now so it's I'm intrigued. Very... I'm yes. intrigued by the bleeding into the goals bit because obviously you are someone that is quite vocal in your disdain for certain goal setting. So I'm yep. curious how that, goals. how that happened, of, how it worked. None of them are necessarily, that they're more directions. Open goals. But yeah, yeah, they are open goals, basically. Um, so, and, and these are still in progress. And I realize I have some biases right now with what's happening in my life. So they will change quite rapidly at first. Philosophy of practice is dynamic. It's built to be dynamic. I know. I love how I was trying to excuse myself. Um, 
<laughs> so, I, I could see the mental gymnastics going on. It's like, I know people might think this, they might think that. So I'm going to say this to preface that, this to preface. Yes. And I would do the same thing. I used yeah. to. Yeah. So here's what, so here's what I have for now. So I, I mimicked your outline because it was clean and easy and made sense. Uh, so health. Um, I basically, for my mission statements, is maintain physical and psychological health because that I loved your explanation of maintain because I have always gone right. I must do. I must get better, get healthier, get stronger, get this, get that. But I really liked like I'm having some health problems too. By the way, side note: I've perforated my eardrum on the right hand side. So you're really like me now. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> so left hand side can't see, right hand side can't hear. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm both on the right, so. Yeah, so as you can probably imagine, it's like, <laughs> yes. I need to see you, but I can't hear you. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, so perforated my eardrum. So maintaining my physical and psychological health is a little bit tougher than it was before. I can't do as much activity as I usually could, but never did anyway, to be, <laughs> to remain integrity with who I am. <laughs> like, I used to be able to walk everywhere. At the moment, I can't walk as fast as I usually do. Still living hurts. Uh, so basically those are that. Um, but some of the, the health, and I, like you, really appreciated the idea of, it, it's it's psychological too not just mental health physical health it's just health because mm. it's way less complicated <laughs> um i, so I also first... find it uh, sorry to step in i also find it more encompassing because when you separate parts out and say mental health emotional health spiritual health etc cetera, etc cetera, what i find that does because it's saying okay we have a part over here and a part over there it somewhat overlooks the interconnectedness of the health and when you look yeah. at a lot of the psychology uh, a lot of the therapy even um psychology is physical mental emotional etc it's, it's all together so when therapy therapists work with individuals they look at their physical health and their relationships with other people together it's not a oh yeah you need to talk to that person more or if you're not feeling great you're not going to go out and talk to people more so you need to be healthy like wholly healthy holistically healthy uh, and that's where the term holistic starts to irritate me a little bit when people say oh yeah you need to be health healthy in a holistic sense or you need to coach in a holistic sense or educate etc and say holistic i'm like why do you need to say holistic if you if you need to say holistic well, it, it means in. that yeah it means that you've separated parts beforehand so why not just not separate them yeah <laughs> yes yeah. So the health one, um, one of the big ones is respect boundaries as it comes to myself and others. I have a slight tendency, especially with my family, to try and fix everything and solve everything when sometimes they just want me to listen. And also, I let everybody kind of take advantage of me in many ways. I've had really negative relationships, not to go too far, but that basically my boundaries are not at all respected when I put a boundary in place. I'm just questioned why. Mm. And then that means I back down, which is not me living in integrity with myself or committed to myself. Like I'm not, that does, 
yeah so that is something that's one of my big health goals i suppose uh for now is just remembering that and being aware of that <laughs> and having that as a core focus for me is just maintaining and respecting boundaries <laughs> it's a goal-directed behavior or it can lead to goal-directed behaviors yeah and I, i've said that term quite a few times on uh on the internet recently and i've been reflecting on it and i feel like goal-directed behavior is a term that i've been familiar with like i say since my undergrad because that's what we were meant to do inside of coaching sessions have a goal-directed behavior or meaning task focus you know whatever interchangeable term you want to use and when i look at goal-directed behavior on the internet and how it's used directed behavior or behavior in general seems to be overlooked or just not used for whatever reason and it's goals they simplify it to goals but obviously goals aren't necessarily behaviors and psychology and health and well-being and all these other what i would class as buzzwords aren't directed at what behaviors what you're actually doing and the more i considered goal-directed behavior and the more i was thinking about goal-directed behavior the more i recognized that behaviors just aren't spoken about no. on the internet no it's it's all abstract concepts and yeah words. it's and taken like, out it's like when 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 we use the brain or our mind or our this it, it's very it's like separating us as the whole complex being and, and almost like denying responsibility in mm. some way or not remaining in integrity of just be like oh my brain thinks this no i think this I'm just too terrified to say that. Yeah. Which is something that, yeah, I'm like. Obviously, we, we spoke about with the vulnerability of saying me, I, that that was yeah. me thinking this, that's my opinion, or that was my opinion. I'm shifting it now. Yeah. And I would say the, the behaviors element of advice seems to be overlooked. And that, I think, this is where I'm at at the moment, I think that is where the difference in a philosophy of practice or in the way that I've expressed philosophy of practice is slightly different from the other examples of values. Because we spoke last time and you said it it feels different, but you couldn't articulate quite why it was different. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's because of the emphasis on behaviours rather than the emphasis on theoretical abstract values or terms or goals that they're less tangible it was interesting as i was kind of like looking like researching as i was thinking about values and what that is what that means just to get my head in the game as a i suppose it'd be a warm-up as such if using your huh okay that's fascinating okay i'll come back to that in a minute um as i was looking that up <laughs> I, I could see you as you were speaking i was like he's going somewhere else <laughs> i'm gonna just follow that because that's interesting so as i was looking at your philosophy of practice as i was designing my own one of the things i was like well i don't really have like i can't remember what it was i haven't got yours up um yeah intermittent pause for a second you know the elevator yep, yep. music <laughs> yeah so it was your session I haven't put a session in mind because I was like, I don't really have sessions. I'm just a free wheel, like this and that. And I'm like, as I was saying that, <laughs> I went, fuck, that was a warm up. 
while I was doing there was warming up. Oh. Well, shit. <laughs> so I will put that down for later. Because um, that, that's interesting. I didn't see that. I was not attuned to that as actually what I was doing. And then I was just going through going, okay, cool. I see another example. Yeah, no, that's literally me warming up again and again and again. Oh, shit. Okay, fair enough. I didn't even realize I was doing that. So that was kind of fun for me mm. just to experience that moment of like, wait, I do do what you do. I just didn't know I was doing it. And now I'm like, does everyone do it? I wonder. That's interesting. So then, I mean, that's my curiosity value. I'm like, I'm just like, oh, do other people think like this? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, that was one of the things that I was like, oh, do I put that in? That seems when I when I had that value and I started putting that, I was like, oh, is that am I allowed to have curiosity as a value? Is that right? And I'm like, yeah, but it's true. <laughs> I just I was going through the experience. We had a friend um who was here and they were talking about some really fascinating stuff that had nothing to do with anything that I'm interested in. But I was like, I just saw them kind of come, like come to life as they spoke about it. And I was like, now I want to know more. I will never ever look at horse anatomy again, but I really enjoy hearing what people like. That's one of my um, goals is discover the interest of others and what gives them the spark which I don't like that word, but I know what that means. And that's fine. Um, because once people get interested or start talking about something that they love, I'm just like, do go on. That's exactly how I treat online content. Mm. I don't watch online content from people that make content because it's just boring. But when I'm watching a video, I, I may not care about the topic at all. The editing may be shoddy, but if they care about the thing, I watch the video. And YouTube has changed the algorithm quite a lot. And I'm getting more smaller creators talking about stuff. And the video editing's pretty poor. The audio can be dodgy sometimes because they are newer creators, which is understandable. I was the same. But if they're interested in whatever it is that they're talking about, I become interested. Mm. I'm like, okay that's cool and they're exploring their own curiosity and learning whatever it is and they're, they're talking about this really abstract random thing so i was i watched a video yesterday it was a video essay about yo-yoing professional yo-yoing i was like okay i don't even know what professional yo-yoing looks like or uh, all i see is a yo-yo going around a string like it doesn't mean anything to me but they were explaining that there's a a 1a a 2a a 3a a 4a and in the one you have a one yo-yo and a two you have two yo-yos uh, on like different hands three is when you combine the yo. -yo. like i'm learning all this stuff exactly i'm learning all this stuff about professional yo-yoing i have no interest of being a yo-yoer if that's even a thing um, yo -yo <laughs> yeah i don't know what you call them uh, and they were telling various stories from professional athletes inside of this i guess you could say sport and it was just really interesting and what caught my attention towards the end is they then discussed how the rules and the guidelines of the yo-yoing sort of um scores how they score in competition the rules don't necessarily match what creativity is for the sport 
because there was this professional guy had won loads of stuff and he did a routine and he came seventh everyone was expecting him to win but he came seventh and what the community thought was a really good routine a really difficult routine the judges didn't so the judges didn't see the same creativity as the community of the yoyos and they related this to skateboarding and the olympics with skateboarding being the olympics they take away some of the creative element because it's not a technically difficult skill but if you're actually doing skateboarding it's a really creative way to do the thing uh so it had nothing i had no interest in anything like the thumbnail was dodgy the audio was a little bit spotty though it wasn't it was basically a presentation there was a little bit of like pitching your inside of the presentation but there was nothing complicated there but i watched the whole 20 minutes because they were interested about the thing and they made me interested mm. about the thing that's yeah. what i look for yeah yeah <clears throat> and that that has been like the cognitive one for me was curious conversations like it was like discovering the interest of others what gives them the spark and also one of the ones that i put in uh, I might move out of that now, yeah, is just to create worlds to explore. Because what I've been doing, which links to my social, is a lot of D&D stuff and that creative aspect. I realise that my work that I that I get paid to do is less creative. Because I'm now reaching a point where I've seen most things and can do most things. So I'm like, I of course couldn't. It, it's not exciting. And I thought... Like, my assumption was, if my work wasn't always exciting, then I need to find something else. But for me, I was like, mm, no, because I can find that elsewhere. And also, I can find ways to make that exciting and interesting and fun. And so that was another thing that I was like, oh, right, cool. I like that. And so my, my final one is like the great worlds to explore, which I think I'm not sure whether I'm happy with it being in cognitive, whether it's social. They're all kind of interlinked, interlinked anyway. But it's just to have that creative freedom to create a world because it's fun and it's exciting. And to put people in an environment that they aren't normally in and seeing what happens, because that brings curious conversation, that brings new experiences does it have to be non-fiction no no it is fiction does it's it have in. to be fiction or non-fiction no no probably not no because when you look at that and you take it into i, I guess moving it into a maybe an academic sense or an intellectual sense that is being a educator, a coach, someone that's exploring new ideas. It's taking someone <laughs> from their preconceived notions and asking them a question and going, what if that wasn't true? Which is that curiosity, which is what I've always, oh shit, that's what I do in my coaching. Mm -hmm. I need to, there, there is a, a, a thing in my way, in my head about accepting the fact that I'm a coach. In your head, is it? No, I am still fighting the idea of being a coach, which I need, I, I want to stop and figure out why, because I think it's getting in the way. It feels in the way. The way I would address that or the way I would try and um, mm. challenge that is to put coach into the lexicon and express what coach means to you. 
what what is a coach to you what 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 do they do then once you've explored what a coach does i would imagine other words are going to come up so yeah. when when you're trying to express what a coach is you're going to say okay i think a coach teaches effectively okay what does teach mean am i a teacher let's let's explore what a teacher is actually what does effective look like what does effective teaching look like actually maybe i'm not teaching maybe i'm coaching so what does effective coaching look like oh competence i think i think you need to express competence well what does competence look like what does confidence look like what does character look like what do athlete outcomes or uh, learner outcomes look like and then you start exploring the role that it is to be a coach and now you have a lexicon that you can use to express a practice design. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Literally, yeah. my day today is make the world for my DD and then spend it. And next week, the kids aren't here. So that is, I'm going to be diving really deep into this next week. A week is just me and Tori's at work. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's how I've solved all the problems that I have. Uh, I guess from a, a step-by-step process, uh, if people want a step-by-step, is write down the word that is most significant in the problem that you have, or the words, and then explore those words and what they mean to you, and then try and attach behaviors to what they mean, which means you can actually put them into a practice design, and then you can use that as part of the way that you behave to see if it suits you or doesn't suit you. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. That's in there. I'm going to go look at that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, so where were we? We were all over the place. I love it. We were in your pop. We were in my pop. Um, so that I mentioned the cognitive, which also links to social. Um, so the social ones are, the, this is more actionable, which was interesting. It's like, I'm hosting regular D&D sessions, both in person and online. I am really interested in curiosity. That's what I'm interested. That's where, like, I am excited right now is just curiosity of others because my own, I suppose, the relationships that I've had in the past were not were not the most healthy. There is no clear boundaries, none of that. And I recognize that and I've gone, okay, cool let's do something about that now and discover and, and not even do something about it it's more like okay cool i'm not comfortable i'm not happy and i want to be happy so i'm going to do i'm 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 going to change and i'm going to direct myself this way and see what happens so you said direct yourself that way. I would assume you have a goal-directed behavior in order to change those relationships. So what would you do to make it more effective? Because that's that's the way I would see something. So you described something as unhealthy or not as healthy as it could be. I would say the way I would express that, the terms I would use is it's not effective. Yes, yeah. It's not as effective as it could be. So yeah. how would you make the relationship more effective, potentially adding in boundaries? Yes, which is exactly what I've done. What are boundaries in terms of ecological approach? Oh, they're constraints, I suppose, or affordances, either way. Yeah. No, they're constraints. When you yeah. add in boundaries, you're adding in constraints in the relationship between you 
other individuals and the environment that you've created. So you're doing the constraints-led approach inside of your health relationships in order to, yeah, I know. I know, it's great, isn't it? This work. <laughs> it, it just makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, so you're using the constraints-led approach to coaching inside of your personal relationships to make it more effective for you to function in the world. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to add some words to my lexicon based on what we've said. So healthy, unhealthy... What does that mean? See, I, I've done it in an alphabet. I don't know whether you're doing the same, but yeah, there are so many words. Yes, I've done, I'm doing it in an alphabet. Yeah. It's, just, it's really cool. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, this is helpful. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you, do you go back and forth between the canvas and the lexicon? Mm. Yeah, I do the same. I look at the canvas and I sometimes I question the anything, whether it's a component of health or value, or and I look at it and go, I wonder. <laughs> go yes, to lexicon. That's literally what happens. It's it's hmm. I wonder. And often when I've started doing, because obviously I think I think I would have wanted to see you develop this as you go. Like because this is my first one. Mm. So what I'm doing is actually putting my thought processes, out. like the questions that I'm asking, I'm putting them down. So when it came to simplicity, I haven't removed the having the right amount of something, knowledge, information, physical things to do what you want. That's not gone. I've just put a line through it and finally figured out how to do that. I'll strike through. <laughs> yeah, do a strike through it. And I've literally left my reflections right in there because then i can look at it because one thing that i did do is i went back to my old vault mm -hmm. my personal vault um when i took part in this uh program that i took that i was part of for a short while um before i stepped away and there were things in there I'm like yes that is still something that i have even now and has kind of led me in the direction that i'm in into the ecological approach basically um what one of the things that i've put i think i've forgotten to put our ah, principles i forgot to put principles on my little thing let's go do that now in design your little uh, thing the the canvas all right i i find the canvas much more intuitive when exploring my pop because yep. when i see other people's values it's just a list of stuff and yes the canvas is a list of stuff but it's more interactable because I can look at the values. I can look at the goals. I can look at the components of have all together at the same time. Yes, in Notion, you could do it in columns. So there's certainly a way to do it in Notion. <laughs> but I don't know what it is about the scrolling up and down. I just don't like it. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I can't in stand it. I cannot stand it. It does my head in. I love being able to go. Um, <clears throat> zooming in and out. Plus, sometimes when I'm exploring topics or ideas or concepts or i have a question about something inside of a canvas i just add a blank card and just like arrow yeah. there that's the that's a thing i need to do at some point yeah <laughs> I, I don't have to be like okay where do i write this down so i don't forget it where do i put it as a task so I, no I, I just double click type words and then drag to the appropriate box I was going to yeah. say, for those listening in, I'm doing a Discord event or next Friday, a Patreon Discord event, where I'm going to ex uh, ex explain somewhat uh, my pop. 
So I'll, I'll nice. leave that there. So That'd be cool. if people want to go through my pop and the Patreon, then they can have a look. If you've bought uh, the course, you'll have access as well. Ecological learners. So, yeah. Yeah. So one of my principles that I've got so far is responsibility is consequences are. Mm. So there are always consequences. And I don't have that consequences are good or bad. They just exist. No matter what you do, there are things that happen. And the only thing, and, and I'm responsible for knowing where I am, where I am at, remaining in integrity during when there is consequences that I don't like and what I want to do and how I want to respond to that. And what responsibilities am I willing to take? Because one of the things that I have commonly done in the past is jump into that victim of like, oh, this person's horrible. This person's making me do these things. This person's making me feel like this. And it's like, hang on. They ain't doing nothing. This is like, this is me taking on a responsibility and then not being willing to keep that responsibility and making sure that those are in alignment in integrity with me is important so that that is one of the things that i have been like i took that uh, i learned that phrase in the world leadership program that i was part of temporarily for a bit um and i've taken that all the time <laughs> and it's definitely helped me recently interesting whenever i hear those sorts of explanations the what the way or i guess the analogy that i think about is uh, injecting emotions into people that's that's what i start Ooh. thinking about because you can't inject an emotion into someone like the person yeah. has to actually create the emotion themselves uh, yeah. and the way that i would explain that through the ecological approach is that the relationship between you organism and another person organism in the environment has affordances if the other organism is acting in a way that elicits an affordance it doesn't mean that you have to do the thing so yeah. when you think about affordances through the analogy of the the carpet you've got the, the carpet or the blanket or the sheet and then the affordance is pulled down if you've got someone pulling something down over there you can choose to go over there and then fall in mm. that hole and feel like that or you can go actually no I don't want to do that. I'm going to go over there instead. Yeah. But in order to do that, you need to first identify the affordance. So you need to be sensitive enough to the information in the environment to go, okay, that's an affordance. That's an opportunity for behavior. And then you also need the expertise, the skill to say, I'm not going to go do that. Those are the two things that I think most people struggle with is one, the sensitivity of, sensitivity of recognizing the affordance in the environment, and two, the expertise in skill in order to avoid those opportunities for behavior, because some opportunities for behavior, distractions, are much more attractive and easier to do because there's less effort, so it requires effort to avoid those opportunities for behavior affordances and those two things are the way that i would express being able to control my emotions that's how i would control my emotions through an ecological approach yeah i've just put down an opportunity for behavior linked to affordance because as a lax conquer I'm like yes that's a delicious explanation of affordance i'll go play with that later that's what jj gibson like said i know i don't remember <laughs> all these things and they're not in my um thing <laughs> You can't remember these things at the moment or you struggle to remember them. Not I don't remember them because you do remember them. I do remember them. That is very true. 
but it requires more effort to remember them. Requires more effort to remember, yes. Yeah, the the relationship between yourself and the environment needs to be rich. (laughs) Yeah, adding loads of words to make myself sound smart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sarcasm, by the way, listeners. Yeah, yes, that is sarcasm. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully my tone got that across. (laughs) Who knows? Um... So one of the cognitive one uh, cognitive uh, mission statements I have is remain fat there. Don't do that. Put remain fat. Hmm? Yeah, no, Put I'm your teeth not. back in. <laughs> uh, bad, uh, remain fat. Remain fascinated with the world and the people around me. Uh, discover what they enjoy and discover the links that connect us. Which is good. And it's not. I need to play with that a little bit. It's a bit woody. I don't fully understand what I'm saying, but I do understand what I'm saying at the same time. I was going to say, it. the way I would e- explain that sentence is there's a lot of words. Yes. But not, a lot but not much said. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I could feel that. I'm like, okay, cool. What does that actually mean? What is my mission statement? What does that actually mean? I need to work with that. Mm. But that's kind of like the first draft, as as you say. Psychological <laughs> action. There's a lot like... of drafts. <laughs> Huh? There will be a lot of drafts. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm quite excited for that. Actually, I'm like, okay, cool. This is stupid now. This is stupid now. This makes no sense to me. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um. So social, develop strong and healthy friendship groups. Um. Develop a relationship with my partner. Um. And then the other one is continual curiosity into the environment or the perception perception of each member of my family mm. perception or interpretation yeah interpretation <laughs> and this is where i like to be particular with the words that i choose to use yes. as yeah, obviously yeah. you express with the maintaining healthy or stable healthy um because it allows you to be more accurate and i would say more effective with your behaviors yeah. if there is something that you can really focus in on or attune yourself to rather than them bring broad concepts yeah yeah so continual curiosity into the interpretation of each member of my family like i i want to the way that i put it in non in the wishy-washy terms which aren't as specific is being part of their world i like to see especially my daughter i the way she explore, the way she interprets the world and she sees the world is so very different to me. And that just drives and says, I'm just like, oh, oh. And I, I'm literally just leaning into that much more. So this, this could be slightly ironic. Out of curiosity, what, <laughs> have, what have you got down? as an explanation or meaning behind the word curiosity in your lexicon oh because you put curiosity in the majority of your values and goals so I'm, it must be in your lexicon no <laughs> okay <clears throat> what is curiosity an interest that's a rubbish that's rubbish but that that's what i think a lot of people will assume i'm curious about something so you're interested in something is that high interest low interest no because you said you're curious about lots of different things but being curious to me doesn't mean much Mm, i will have to sit with that one 
Mm -hmm. I may have just changed your entire pop, but thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because I even when I put curiosity down, I was like, that's not enough. It it was there, but there was there was something not quite what did I have over here? It's the best word you had at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that to me is where the dynamic nature of a pop really gets beneficial because you're always writing something that is the best way to explain it at that time. And as you move forwards in time, you may question, like I've just questioned your curiosity. If you question a term that is fundamental to your pop, well, now you need to readdress everything that's related in some way. And to me, I've reassessed honesty quite a few times. Yeah. Because honesty can mean lots of different things. And Honesty has led me to behavioral integrity. To me, that's what honesty is. Honesty is being behaviorally integral with the actions that you make uh, and the way that you act in the world. Uh, in, in simple terms, not being a hypocrite. Yeah. I would say honesty is not being a hypocrite. That's what I have in my lexicon. Yeah. But again, that, that's taken time for me to develop over time. Mm. Time for me to develop don't need to say the overtime because I've already uh, expressed that part but yeah uh, what, what else have you got in your um pop that's worth exploring or what what experiences have you had whilst making the pop that you think is worth exploring from someone for someone doing it the first time or someone apprehensive about doing it yeah it was very all I could sense as I was trying to do it is I had to get it right the first time rather than it's like, oh, what are my values? And there was some judgment of what I wrote down. And often it was, oh, well, that's just wrong. And then in instead of just going, well, that was wrong, get rid of it, I paused <laughs> and was like, okay, what is wrong? Why am why does it feel like this? What is and it often led me down a path that <laughs> will help me find a better word yeah yeah i think i know as a student i really struggled with the whole set some goals and do your values and this that and the other which is why i didn't like i i didn't have goals or values what i i just did what i thought i should do which to me is it's a practice design. It's, it's a philosophy of practice. And that's why I've used that term from the coaching literature, because I don't like saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to follow my goals. You know, it's goal-directed behavior acting in a certain way because of the values that I hold and the way that I want to be portrayed. Yeah. One thing that has struck me, like especially in this conversation as I've been talking about it, is the session thing. And how averse I was to a session. Is it the and term I, or the concept? I th I think it might be the term. Because the idea of a warm-up practice and cool-down sounds... Yeah. It's almost obvious now. <laughs> As I realised, oh, I was just warming up. That wasn't me doing it. Because I was just looking at it. There was no action. Whereas the warm-up led into action and i'm like okay well that's interesting 
did it lead into action though no i was already taking the action exactly i was already doing the action yeah it was really because what i had what my assumption was as i read that and i was like oh so you just do a session and it's all fixed and binary that was all the assumptions that came flooding back and then as i was sitting there no that's not it at all because i remember you describing it and i watched your video as well around that and it's like i have grossly simplified that (laughs) because of our assumptions with time Mm. and the barriers and blockers that we put on time i did Mm. in the open event discuss flow and deep work and people can look at again that on the on the replay and it being well how do you how do you isolate that how do you say i'm now in flow or i'm now not in flow what what Mm. what does that mean so i i I thought that may be an assumption people well you would have made when looking at that even though there is a warm-up i one session can be a warm-up for another session Mm. because they're overlapping events yeah. when we when we consider events rather than time we have overlapping events so a warm-up is an event a session is an event a cool down is an event but all of those events can overlap so i could have i could be editing as a session but the editing could be warm-up for my writing which is writing as a session, editing as a session. So I don't need to take a break in the middle because the editing served as the warm up for the writing. Well, no, you've just been in flow for five hours. No, I've had overlapping events, some of them as warm ups and sessions, some of them as cool downs and sessions, some of them just as sessions, but they're overlapping events throughout time. So where does the flow start? So where does flow start and stop? It doesn't. What was interesting is, is in, on your pop, you have warm up practice and cool down. But I hear you say warm up session and cool. Like I interpret what you're saying as warm up session and cool down, hmm. which is quite interesting. I was just like, that, what you're saying there, matches my experience and what I actually do without realizing I'm doing it. So perhaps for me, practice wasn't quite, isn't the word that I would use. It would be session. The reason I have practice there instead of session at the moment anyway is because the practice, the way I would express practice is goal-directed behavior following my practice design, whereas a mm. warm-up is less constrained and a cool-down is less constrained. So the practice session has constraints, deliberate constraints in place to make my actions more effective, whereas mm. a warm-up has almost no constraints. I can do pretty much what I want inside of a warm-up. The main goal <laughs> of, of the warm-up, because it is goal-directed behavior, is to at some point start a practice. Mm. That makes sense. Because obviously a warm-up, as I've just expressed, can be a practice. A practice session can be a warm-up. And if I have constraints inside of a warm-up, then a practice session might not hit the constraints of the warm-up. So I guess you could say realistically, when you're going from event to event, I'm going from practice to practice to practice to practice or session to session to session to session. I'm just doing the practice. But what's before a certain session or certain practice is an element of warm up. But what does that element of warm up look like? It could look like anything. Mm. So do you view your day in that way of like, this is session one, this is session two, or is this a simplification for 
the benefit of audience and me. I view the day as an entire session. That's what I thought. However, when I look at the calendar, I do have sessions blocked in as an ideal plan, uh, but I don't follow them. They're more, essentially they're adding constraints to my practice design saying, I want to do a session here or around here. When I start that, when I end that, it's, it's, uh, that, that's entirely up to me. And those constraints are added because of my maintain healthy, stable, goal-directed behaviors. I know I need to eat. So I know I need to have lunch. In order to hit that as a value, as a behavior, I need to have a time where I eat. So there needs to be a block of time outside of practice that is eating, which means I got to stop. And if I'm stopping, then I need a time block before it. Um, yeah. So when you look at my calendar, I have blocked sessions, but the blocked sessions aren't because of my practice design says I need to stop. They're there because the other goal-directed behaviors impose constraints. Mm. Yeah. If I didn't need to eat, I didn't need to talk to people, and I didn't need to do mm -hmm. other things, then yes, I would just be practicing all day, every day, all the time. But I know as a person, as a human, and with other goals, there are other things I want to do. Speak mm -hmm. with family, eat food, go outside, exercise, <laughs> which adds constraints to the practice. Yeah, yeah. I'm just reflecting on my own kind of what I've had mm -hmm. as my um, as the time blocking. It's not really time blocking. It is session sessions that I have, but I'm recognizing they're too necessarily. They're not constrained enough like to match my goal directive like the goal i want to achieve the direction i want to go in so that's something i'm just like mm, that makes sense yes i'm gonna go play with that too and i would argue that is simplifying the information it is. By, by adding constraints because you're reducing complexity i am so it, like it, it's funny how it, you wanted to simplify things but the behaviors inside of the the time blocking you had there was com was too complex for you yeah. at the time yes yes yeah yeah oh this is good <laughs> you're seeing the relations now between yeah between things it's it's always interesting when you explore topics out loud and you start yes. seeing relations and you sit there and think to yourself, I, I was saying this yesterday in the discord event i think sometimes when i listen to the audio recordings of myself uh I sit there and go, you know what? I kind of sound smart there. Or, you know what? That's really dumb. Why didn't I just do that in the first place? <laughs> mm. When you just listen to your, when you listen to yourself think, which is obviously what I did with my audio journal. So no, go back a year now. But mm. yeah, hopefully that's been oh. beneficial to people listening in. Have you got anything yeah. else you want to add? Uh, no, because I'm probably going to be rewriting the whole thing. <laughs> So, so we'll do a revision next week yeah <laughs> yeah why not yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks everyone for listening and uh, see you next week